There's another one. We also say we are going to deal with the uh, redesign of the electronic transfer levy. This is a levy anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, for enhanced revenue mobilization and administrative efficiency. And you've seen, so I mean, you've seen, so you, you can actually relate that with the conversation mm-hmm. that is actually going on. And so when I talk about the tax, you know, that's something that may happen. You've seen, uh, I mean, the withholding tax, you've seen it on, um, you know, betting and gaming, uh, you know, sector, for instance, they've introduced a 10% on the withdrawals. And so that's also in line. It was actually something that the finance minister talked about, even in the 2023 uh, media budget review. But look, this is it. Anyway, you mentioned gaming. I yes. just need to add in that. <laughs> government plans, government <laughs> medium-term revenue. Implement the taxation oh, on gross gaming revenue oh, yes. on industry players and the withholding tax on winnings. So those who are hopeful so, that after so, a lot of uh, yeah. what they complain, mm-hmm. that it will finally be scrapped. Or, uh, it doesn't <laughs> appear to yes. be the case. So, so been, our long-term mm-hmm. plan is to keep it. Yes, yeah, so there's been a challenge with actually the, you know, the stakes and everything. And that's why they've gone for the withdrawal. Okay, yeah. You know, so I mean, so they say once you withdraw, because there's been a lot of issues with their winnings and everything. So they say once you're trying to withdraw, mm-hmm. once you're trying to withdraw, then you take the 10% withholding permanent. And this is not something yeah. that you can claim. Mm-hmm. It's permanent. And so that's the situation in there. But remember, this is the point. See, this is the point. Professor Pepper makes the point yeah. that Ghanaians are now talking about what they need and not what they want. Yeah. And so when the people begin to talk about what they need and not what they want, it means that they don't want, it means that they just want the, need the basic things yeah. because they understand the times that they find themselves in. And if you understand the times that you find yourself in, and that's why we've always made the point that I disagree that the fundamental, I mean, that our IMF program was based on revenue mobilization. I would have also expected a corresponding expenditure rationalization in this stage, in this case, cuts. Because if we go on that tangent, look, if we want to engage in uh, revenue mobilization, unfortunately for us, Compliance and enforcement is something we never do in this country. So we always look for increased taxes mm-hmm. or introduce new taxes. That's what we always do. Are they not easier to implement? Yeah, but you must do the right thing. You see, that's why you're voted into office. That's why you have a team to manage the economy. I am saying that it is not my responsibility to collect taxes. And I've made this point before. If government gave money to over 100,000 businesses under COVID-19, CAPBAS. How many of them have paid income tax after the end of the moratorium period, 2022 to 2023? How many of them? Mm. Okay, I need to bring in Prof. Okay. Uh, uh, to this conversation. Prof, the conversation should head in one direction, and I want you to lead in this direction for me. To the market woman today, to the unemployed youth today, to the business person who's been complaining about high taxes and why they are actually driving them out of and they getting to sack people from their jobs. Should they expect relief from this budget? Or it's close to impossible to expect relief from this budget by way of the inflation that we see, the high cost of goods that we are having on our... In fact, in the last few years or so, Basically, most the goods that we have seen, they are really going up when it comes to prices. Should we expect relief for Ghanaian people, for businesses, and for the general economy from this budget reading? So I'm going to give um, one example, but um, well, probably two. The first one is a COVID-19 living. Uh, 
um, if you if you remember what the finance minister said when this levy was being introduced, it was to help pay for the free water and electricity that Ghanaian used. And I remember correctly, he said it brought a hole and then it needed to be filled. So that tax was a temporary task. So, and I have seen a document, the finance minister, they have one of the IMF documents stating that they use um, about, I believe, about $1 billion. They use some of the money to pay for the water and um, free water that they granted to Ghanaians and food. So I think that if the market human or any citizen in Ghana will be happy to hear today that the COVID-19 levy, which came in as, uh, as, as a measure to solve a problem, um, has been taken out and it's going to reduce which is captured in the um, how we pay, uh, become like part of the VAT VAT returns, is going to bring a reduction in, 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 in prices. And the market, to uh, whoever is in, in the market will, will benefit from it. The second one probably that needs to be reviewed is the electronic levy, the e-levy. Um, it may even help the government to score a political point um, because... Um, it, it, it really came at a time that we all saw that the debate was very, very, very high. So these two, in my my opinion, may, may, may point to a direction that, I mean, the government is trying to do something about the taxes. If, to I, be could, able to add- if I could press you further on the E-Levy specifically, we have reviewed the rates from 1.5 to 1%. Which other form of review will be reasonable and will be optimal at uh, this instance? So, in my view, if the government changes the process that instead of the, the sender making the payment, the telcos will have to make the payment. So, that 1% should come from the, the revenue that the telcos are generating. So, it becomes free to the one who is sending the money. So in that case, that is what I'm saying, that okay. people will be very happy. That you move it from the, the, the one sending the money back to the operator of the, the electronic levy. Let it be um, um, part of the cost, build up, or a tax charge to the telco, but not to the one sending the money. And in that case, I mean, you remember, MTN even showed some good faith when, the, when, it, when, when government announced it, that they even... Well, I think they came out with a plan and later, I don't know how it, it happened. So if government can say, the telcos you have to pay, and then it's going to score a political point because um, this particular tax is, mm. is really, it has affected um, the entire strategy and system. Okay. And and one political point, I'm not, uh, I'm speaking as, just looking at it, it's going to affirm I mean, the, the elected um, presidential candidate, the vice president um, strategy, that he doesn't support um, taxation on electronic levy. So this is an opportunity for the government to to review it and change it and, and come up with another strategy. If, if I, were the, I were to be the finance minister and looking at the situation, these two will be something that I will, I will take them out 
in the system. In the in in um, in, in in terms of um, the covert levy, the minister may have the option to probably change the name or find a way to readjust it onto something else, but just remove the name covert levy as well. I mean, it's called a political point. Mm, I get your point. Maybe I'll come in studio because he drew down to because the question I was asking is: Should I expect relief? Is it reasonable for me to expect that this budget is going to solve the bread and butter issues? Is it reasonable for me to expect prices driving down big time? You know, there was some time ago that KV petroleum prices were part of the budget somehow. Yeah. But should we expect specific programs, policies, be it monetary or fiscal, that are directed at making sure that Ghanaians can do business, make profits so that government can actually tax it? that ordinary things like food and also are seen within very reasonable bounds that people can buy. That Kinke, which used to be one CD a couple of years ago, would come down to one or two CD and no longer remain a five CD, which is why we buy it in Domain, for example. Mm -hmm. So are these very small things that affect everybody a reasonable expectation from the budget? Where's the first? Look, Raymond, I do not think that's something you would get in the budget. Ordinarily, you should expect to see that. Mm -hmm. But this is the point. We did planting for food and jobs. Yeah. Planting for food and jobs was actually to deal with a high cost of food. Mm. The, at a point, we, we were priding ourselves as having exported maize to our neighboring countries. That's a staple in this country. Now, watch this critically. If we had implemented the planting for food and jobs properly, would have gone about it this way, would have identified few farmers, giving them assistance. They cultivate huge lands, tracts of land, and are able to feed the country. What, what we did was to target a lot of farmers. And one of the things we do because of the politics, so we look at, oh, 200,000 people have benefited from this. This is the other point. Because we're looking at a lot of indirect taxation, mm -hmm. and because we're looking at businesses having to pass on. Now, that person who sells food, her only source of revenue is... People before power. We're about the people, not the powerful. Join News. Independent. Fearless. Credible. We used to have a mosque at uh, Accra, the Rollins Park, which it was demolished. So if that person has to spend all of that, what she's going to do is that she's actually going to reduce okay, the size of the meat to actually take care of the soup, or she's going to increase the cost of the meat to take care of the soup, because that's the only way that she is also going to make a living. And so if we want to really make things work, and I've said this before and I'd repeat it. Look, all the taxes we've collected on imported items into this country, how much of those taxes have been directed specifically to import substitution 
on the very things that we are uh, taxing them. That's interesting. Yes. Let's ask ourselves this question. Mm, mm. Because we say, we say that, oh, so, I mean, the long-term plan is to be able to produce these things. Be self-sufficient to see rice production. In rice production. The import duties on rice. How much of it goes into the support of Ghanaian farmers to be able to produce rice? So that we can replace them. So that we can replace them. And then we can tax those people later on. Somebody should bring me the figures. How much of it? We put it in a pool. Spend. Come around and tell us that, oh, we collected these import duties. But I know the ministry may have it. They may have it because then they can identify, oh, this amount we collected. How much of it has gone into supporting this? So this is the point. So long as we continue to actually increase indirect taxes, people will find ways because they are also paying. And, and that is just to make the point that Professor Pepper makes. If you ask the telcos to pay the levy, they will pass it on to the people. They will never absorb it. They will pass it on. So the service charge that is now 0.75% uh, will be increased by 1%. They will give that 1%, take it to 1.75%. So if we're talking about the bread and butter issues, yeah. we must have targeted plans. And, the, and that's why I agree with Professor talks about the micro, your individual economy. Yeah. If we're able to improve it, but it also stems from the macro anyway, okay? If we're able to improve that. And so if, for instance, today... And one of the things you have talked about, which I agree with him, if we do not check those things, okay, if we don't check a lot of the indirect taxes, it would go into increasing the rate of inflation. Why? Because if I pay, if I pay more, I will pass it on to whatever I sell. It's as simple as that. If I am struggling, if you walk up to me and I'm an MC, uh, whether something would do, let me use that as an example. If you walk up to me today, if I'm going to charge you, I would look at my conditions also and say, oh, if I can get this amount of money, why wouldn't I get it? And that's the way to go. If we don't deal with that, the cycle will continue. We will turn around and say, because we want to arrest inflation, we would increase policy rate. It makes it very difficult for people to produce. Mm. And once it makes it very difficult for them to produce, even if they go and borrow, so if the cost of money is very high, what they will do is that they will transfer it. Businesses are not Father Christmas. <clears throat> they will transfer. There are some times that they may want to you know, um, look at their profit margins and reduce it a little bit. But over the long period... But there's even a limit to what you can transfer to me. Exactly. If I can't buy your product but, again, what yeah, would but, be the point? But, but this is the point. If they are not able to transfer everything to you, they might as well think about laying off workers. So they okay. begin to cut their cost. And if they cut their cost, they are also going to increase the unemployment rate and as a government, you don't want that because it will also affect even your own revenue generation. Look. And your political popularity. Look, we have a lot on our hands. Mm. But until we begin to do targeted things, I want us to start the conversation. If we are uh, taxing rice, how much of it goes into supporting rice farmers so that we can be self-sufficient in rice? If we are taxing um, you know, um, sugar, how much of it goes into local sugar production? None. Let's have that conversation and begin to be serious about import substitution and not paying lip service. The, 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 there is, in his book, John Bailey makes the point that for every country, two things are very key, inflation and exchange rates. Yeah. And he says, because these things affect not only business, but ordinary people in ways that actually they care about. So they may not care about your major issues in the country or how you're running the country, but the price of food and other materials they use in their homes, 
the prices of accessing transportation and coal are very important to them. Is it unrealistic for the ordinary Ghanaian to hope that a budget being read today for 2024 would address these sharp rises that have been happening on, in, in, on, on the front of food and other materials that people use at home? Is it all realistic? Yeah, so I think we have to think through it in a very simple way. Mm-hmm. I recall in the days of um, the term of uh, John Kufour, mm-hmm. there was a lot of emphasis about macroeconomic indicators. Yes. Then Osaf Mafu will come and talk about the inflation going down. And I heard one of the statements that were being made by the opposition at the time was inflation near BD, exchange mm-hmm. near Berry. And it's a, a similar thing or similar sentiment we hear from the people on the streets. What they forget is that how much you are paying for your gobe, how much you are paying for any of the products you buy, is a function of the depreciation of local currency. Because inputs by farmers, fertilizers are imported. Okay. And before the they will, that's the thing. Okay. So the cost, inflation figure that was published yesterday, you'll be surprised that Greater Accra region has the lowest non-food inflation. Greater Accra, it's also at the medium in terms of food inflation. Mm. But the highest inflation we recorded in northern Ghana, Bronga half northeast. Bronga half, these are places where they are growing the food. How come they have high, the highest form of food inflation? It's because the cost of input is increasing. And the cost of input is a function of your inflation or your depreciation of local currency. So as the local currency depreciates, cost of fertilizers go up, cost of machinery. Do you produce machetes here? Do you produce tractors here in Ghana? The cost of all these inputs are increasing, so the food inflation will go up. So the ordinary person so should not see that a higher city, uh, a higher dollar rate affects the government that we are eating. The, the, ordinarily, because the food that's on your table is a function of partly imported product and domestic, and the things you are producing here is produced with inputs that are imported. So essentially, about eighty percent of what you have on the t- uh, on your table that you are eating. It's related to things that have been imported. So is it reasonable for me to say, I don't care about which economics you do, Mr. Minister. I want to pay less for Gobe. Is it reasonable for me to say that? That's a very good question you've asked. So when you go through IMF programs, Mm -hmm. they always make room for what we call social protection programs. Mm -hmm. So there will be emphasis on things like livelihood empowerment programs. There will be emphasis on uh, programs that support, let's say, Development Bank of Ghana, Mm -hmm. where... Assets of, to credit we made available to farmers, institutions, smallholder farmers, associations, trade groups. These are programs that are available not only to the IMF program, but even international donor agencies and foundations like the MasterCard Foundation. They have programs that are supposed to support those who are marginalized society and all. So I expect government to take advantage of some of these provisions where they introduce specific social status of that policy has changed one way or the other. But, I mean, the problem with the, with the scheme is the funding. Okay. And that's been an age-old problem. We, if we have structured the funding right, it would have been such a sustainable program, like you're saying. Point. So but the same thing... The other point we are making, you have, you have moved to uh, not just NHIS, you have moved to other policies... Other social protection. So social protection programs are programs that are aimed at the poor and marginalized. 
So not all of us will be affected directly by the introduction of taxes. Okay. The man sitting in the village who just wakes up one morning and eats gari and he sleeps, thinking about the next gari to eat, it's not affected by taxation. So such people are affected by the social protection programs that we introduce. And we should be very innovative in introducing such protection programs. And those protection programs will get funded from external sources. When we introduced school feeding, it was funded by Danida, that's the Danish agency. Yeah. So if we introduce such programs, some of the programs we introduce, we end up politicizing them, as opposed to allowing them to run independently and then get independent funding. If we don't structure things like free SHS rights, school feeding rights, they become unsustainable. So all the social protection programs that we are introducing in this budget, we should have a funding structure to make them sustainable beyond the government, the current government. So successive governments will come and they will still keep those social protection programs. I may not be needing a social protection program. I, I, I may not be within the bracket that's required for safety net programs. But I am worried about why I'm paying so much for my drugs. And compared to a couple of years ago, from just around 100 CD to 400 CD now, do I also have a reasonable expectation that this budget will put in place structures and measures that will make it easier for, if I'm not reverting to the uh, a little over 100 CD, somewhere in between that should be reasonable for me. Is that also a good expectation? Yeah, so I think it's an expectation that will not be met in the short term, I would say. It's in the long or short to uh, medium to longer term. When you say short term, what do you mean? As in, I should not expect it next month or the next, next as in the first few months of the year. No, it, it, it won't happen almost immediately as if in the era of when we had budget red and the price of milk, sardines, and I, I mentioned as part of the budget. Should no, that you would, next year? You should expect in the course of the year when you see a progressive improvement in the local currencies uh, rates. This so, is despite that economic principle that there is rigid downward movement of prices, <laughs> I should still expect that if I was paying 120 or so for that drug, now that is over 400 CD, with prudent measures being put in place, possibly being announced in this budget, I should be paying less than what I'm paying now. Is it? Uh, I mean, I'm talking about? to be fair, let, let's let's face some of the things. So let's say a basket of tomatoes, mm -hmm. some few months ago, let's say 250. It's not the same today. So you have instances where the 250 basket of tomato is now selling for 150. Yeah. So that happens. So it means that when certain factors are put in place, certain policies are put in place. Let's say those who are importing pharmaceutical products, if you give them tax exemption, which is why I'm saying that the tax exemption okay. regime should be reviewed. Mm. Who are we giving the exemption to? Are they helping to protect people who are marginalized? Those who are diabetes, those who are suffering from kidney mm -hmm. disease and all. The product that we are importing to take care of them, if we take up the taxes from them, kidney or dialysis treatment will be cheaper. Okay, so the direct impacts of this sort. And Excellent. I mean, I'm asking this because sometimes our conversations are wonderful and interesting. But people sit home and ask themselves that if I'm still going to be paying more come January to December next year, what really is the essence yeah, of all of the macro and uh, policies you put in Because place? your personal inflation is always different. Okay. You, you, you. okay. Your basket is your different basket from... Yes, yes. yes. Your so personal we, inflation is yeah. different. And the way you're going to calculate your inflation may be different from how... It's always different from how the state calculates yes. inflation. Mm -hmm. The state's calculation of inflation is totally different. And that's why, you know, something that has gone up so much has only a, a, a weight of 0 0.2. Mm -hmm. 0.2, yeah. sometimes 0.01. Mm -hmm. It means 
that in the scheme of things, its computation, the, mm. the, volume, the value that it has, is very little, very minimum. So it doesn't really make a lot of impact. Okay? And we know, for instance, we know uh, that uh, sometimes the prices of goods and services have gone up way higher than uh, the rate of inflation. But that's you know, national statistics, mm. national figures. That's why it's an average. But this is the point, Raymond. When your exchange, when your currency depreciates, and you're a country that relies so much on imports, that's the problem you would face. The pharmaceutical companies import a lot of their raw materials into this country. If they have to buy them in dollars, bring them into this country, pay taxes on them, they would have no choice but to get you to pay for them. Okay? Somebody just sent me a message and said, I want to expand my hospital. Okay. I have imported machines into the country. They are not manufactured in Ghana. If I have to pay taxes on them, now watch this, that person pays taxes on them. When he comes to fix them, what is going to happen? He has to now, and Yawenko would help him, get the cost of it, spread it over the years, mm-hmm. and tell himself how much he must raise every year to take care of the cost of the uh, machine. That person clearly is going to charge you more when you go because he's had to pay more for it. And this is the other part. I mean, you, you talk about the rigidity of reduction of things. Yeah. This is the other point. There are times that I can actually look at it and say, look, I cannot pass everything on to you. So I would absorb part of it as my losses, hoping that if it goes down, I won't reduce it immediately. And you saw it when it happened. When the dollar, when the city started appreciating and there were calls on Guta, they said, hold on. Because when the things went up, we did not pass all of it to you. Yeah. So now that it is beginning to go down, we must also try and make a bit of profit. In the midst of all of these things, I think that after the budget going forward, one day we yeah. should look at particularly pricing in the informal sector. Okay. It's something I've been looking into, mm-hmm. and that's something we Sample products. Evaporated milk without tax is supposed that's for a tin. Supposed to be ACD 50 pesos. With taxes, it goes up to 15.5 uh, cities. Spaghetti, 1.9 CD without taxes. With taxes, we are looking at 4 CD. When it comes to juice, 38 CD without taxes. But when we add the taxes to it, it's 70 CD. That's a box of juice. Tin tomatoes. Seven city when there's no tax on it, but when we add these taxes to it, we are talking about 13 cities. Cement a bag 58 city without the taxes, but when the taxes are added to it, we are talking about 90 cities. Then we move on to beer per bottle five city without the taxes. It's 11 city when you actually add the taxes to it, and that's more than 100 percent anyway. Perfumed rice 50 kg. It's supposed to be 410 CD when there's no tax on it. But when we add all the taxes, we're talking about 770 CD. Non-perfume rice, 300 CD when there's no tax on it for 50 kg. Then it moves up to 650 CD. And that's more than 100% when you actually add the taxes to it. 
50 for a bag of 50 kg. For that sugar, right? 490 CD when there's no tax on it. It moves up to 930 CD with the taxes on it. Chicken, the imported one, per kilogram. 23 CD when there's no tax on an imported chicken. When you then add the taxes, we're talking about 40 CD. Then the local one, of course, I mean, it's also there. The cooking oil, a box, 170 CD without taxes. It moves up to 375 CD when you add the taxes to it. Even what you use in cooking the food, for example, a used gas cooker is 900 CD when we import it into the country without the taxes. But when you add the taxes, we are looking at 1,700 CD. Sardine box, 220 CD. Then when you add the taxes, it's 460 CD, more than 100% too. When we move out to the food, and most of you have cars in the Republic of Ghana, and it's because you have a very terrible transportation system. Car battery, wasted. 600 CD should be the cost when there's no tax on the car battery. When you add the taxes, we are talking about 1,200 CD. 100%. 100%. Prof, are these taxes justified, reasonable taxes and levies, mindful of the jumpy, some of the products that are so essential in the lives that we live today? Um, I'll say that the, the growth or the rate of growth in the taxes over the years, um, especially um, after COVID, um, has been so astronomical. Um, so, uh, and, and I understand, remember uh, what the minister said during that time that they needed to increase revenue. He made uh, that argument, as he was mentioning, that uh, if you compare Ghana to our peers, uh, tax to GDP was around 13%, mm-hmm. and they needed to find a way to bring it up. So, straight away, um, increase um, the various taxes. So, in 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 my view, um, the government just looked out for an easy way uh, to apply these uh, higher tax rates on the imported items or whether all these items to be able to um, call uh, raise revenue. Mm. And in effect, it is the main reason why we saw inflation going up. Uh, not only the exchange rates, um, though the exchange rate was a major factor, but the taxes also brought in um, a higher increase in the inflation rates. And as as every everyone who is a trader will also find a way to add their margins onto it. So um, re- tax rates in Ghana, fairly, um, they are high. Um, the only issue that we have been discussing is how do we expand the tax, the the, the net, to bring in more people to pay. And only the few who are paying, and because government will find it very easy to use uh, import tax or other indirect taxes to raise revenue, that's why government is doing that approach. But if government should expand the tax nets and get all of us, especially, let me also speak to Ghanaians, we all try to pay our taxes, even in a small way, it's going to really help the economy. Um, I, 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 I give an example. I, I have some artisans working on my projects in Ghana, and sometimes the amount of money they charge for labor, I ask myself, 
are these guys going to pay taxes? Well, I am not sure because we don't have a mechanism to to get these guys to pay. But can we find a proper way or ask them these artisans? We register them and ask them to pay something small to government, and in a way to bring them in. That is the only way um, we'll find a way to reduce the tax burden. Probably um, government also being too lazy. Let me put it in that way. So they think that this is the way to go. Let's increase the existing taxes. If it gets to a point, people cannot pay, and we will see the smuggling issue coming up again, as it was in the 80s and early 90s, where goods were smuggling in from other countries into Ghana. Um, when you have your tax rates on products too expensive, make your products too expensive, it encourages um, smuggle. Um, so it's something that probably we may have to also watch. We need to find a way to, in, 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 in economics, we call it the Levine curve. The taxes should be set in a way that it's, it, it encourages people to, to pay, but not to uh, put people away from paying their taxes. Mm. Um, let me address one issue. I, I had um, the, the one, someone in the parliament mentioning that there is a hint of um, pollution tax. Emissions tax. That's really Emission. what they target. Yeah. So the question is, is that tax coming to solve a problem? Who, who, who's going to pay? Are they going to tax, um, charge it to the manufacturing sector already that is crippling in Ghana or the extractive industry? And the question is, how is it, how, how, how are companies going to measure the emission rates or causing in, in Ghana? Mm. So we but talk about fundamentally, Doc, fundamentally, uh, as a country that's committed to the very policy resolutions that we all went to sign at the last uh, uh, conference of parties, the Climate Change Conference, are we not bound to reduce emissions in the country? And it's I mean, one way of reducing the emissions, not asking the people who are generating these carbon prints to be the ones directly paying for them so that they will reduce it, or so that we take the money and invest in areas like adaptation and mitigation, which will help us progress as a state. It's not right. So, uh, my, my understanding is that we got some money from, um, from outside, yeah, because we were we we uh, that we are positive in terms of the net of Ghana was green, yeah, yeah. and was helping the system. Yes, our so, carbon print from our national communication suggests we are on the right path, but strengthening yeah. that. So who are, who is the government going to tax? I see who should be paying the emission taxes. It's not the people who do the emissions. Well, yeah. well, 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 let me just say that uh, yeah. you know. Well, if announced, I'm yeah. sure the minister would go back to parliament yeah. with how he intends to correct That's true. and who's going see, to pay. But we are talking about the general rationale for... Yeah, general rationale, yes. Weston, let me see. It's the same way we did with the COVID tax. There is a problem. Then we, we came out with a task for the problem. <laughs> you, you, you want to encourage people to move their manufacturing into your country... And you'll be the first country in West Africa to, to come out with this tax. You are going to get all your big manufacturing companies 
moving away from Ghana. I tell you, um, in my in my life in Ghana, around 20, 2007, thereabout, there was a company close by me. I was in the manufacturing sector. Oh, there was a company just close by me in, in, behind Tor, the Maori refinery. There was a policy about fishery, and they closed down and moved to Ivory Coast. Oh, I see. So we have to be careful. If we are going to tackle the mining sector... Because in, in the or the, let me put it the extractive industry, because they come out with some carbons in, in the system, you have to be careful because they hold your they are going to you know as I've mentioned, this budget should come out with a behavioral change. That kind of behavioral change should be positive. It should not be negative. But is a so, polluter pay policy not a progressive one? Which, uh, let, let me tell you, if you ask me, if I were the finance minister. I will come out with Ganamse tax and not emission tax. But Ganamse is illegal, right? It, they say people, they have made it illegal for some people. Small so scale mining, it rather. It's legal. The small scale mining. Yes, Ganamse is the opposite of it, yeah. The small scale mining guys, they should, pay, they should be paying more taxes. Okay. Because they are rather destroying the, the environment. Mm. No, I, I get and your point. Yeah, we are able to work with the new modes, the big guys, but the small ones, we are not. And so, they hide behind politics, political entities, party affiliations, and they destroy and they go. It's 27 so, minutes past midday. The expectation is that the finance minister would have been in parliament delivering the state of the Ghanaian, uh, the, the budget 2024, of course, state of the economy, will be the first part of that particular budget, apart from giving us the international outlook. We understand parliament has been suspended for a couple of minutes. Um, the finance minister, we understand, is not yet in parliament. The parliament is taking a break, rather, for a couple of minutes. That's about 10 minutes or so. We should be going to Parliament to hear what they hold up for. That's if the expectation that he would have done it earlier was a realistic one. And give you updates on what's really happening on the floor of Parliament as the MPs dialogue on the way forward as to how they are going to be hearing and what exactly is going to be the content of Budget 2024. But we shall stay with you here as we prepare to hear perhaps one of the most important budgets in the Republic of Ghana. Wednesday is with me in studio. You just heard Professor uh, Andrews, uh, of course, Professor William Pepra there. Early on, you heard the former finance minister giving us his thought on what's supposed to be expected in this budget, sector specifically. And Jaulate is a partner with financial advisory competence at Deloitte Ghana. And we'll be having the conversation about what you should expect in the budget, what it means for you, and what's likely to be like going into the new year, especially when we are just getting to the mainstream of our IMF program. Second review, and we're expecting some other amount of money from the IMF too. When it shall come is also another matter that we shall be delving into in the nearest future in our conversation. So after the break, we'll continue with our conversation here in the studio. So ask me to go.
have money emergencies. Mama, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mama, chop money. money emergency. 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 Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies in top life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! Has a working satisfaction. Yes. Mhm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it falls down into spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntex <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So we'll grow healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely. Kittyvite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kittyvite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kittyvite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. My name is Joel Nete, and I bring you greetings from the Old Achimotan Association, of which I'm the president. I'm inviting you to Achimotan Speaks, which is a platform created by the Old Achimotan Association, but indeed a platform where all Ghanaians living everywhere can have a conversation around the most critical things that matter to us as a people. The next Achimotan Speaks event, which holds on Thursday, the 16th of November, at the British Council Hall. It's under the theme, Ghana, a country in crisis, defining a new economic direction. Our keynote speaker is Professor Yaonyaku of the New York University. Professor Nyaku is a distinguished economist and brings to this conversation both an international and of course locally relevant perspective. On the panel with him will be Pishigulana Alasan Andani, the former CEO of Stambik Bank. We also have Mr. Kofifin of Petro Trust, and we also have Mr. Frank Edu, a former CEO of Cowbank. This conversation will be moderated by Accra Belamundi, a 
we are poised to have a very serious conversation, not just about our past and indeed not about our current situation as a country, but maybe even more importantly, where we need to be going into the future if we want to change our fortunes. Like I said, this is a platform that invites all Ghanaians who care about Ghana. So regardless of what school you went to, regardless of where you are in the economy, please come, let's have this conversation. It's at the British Council Hall on Thursday, the 16th of November, and it starts at 6 p.m. sharp. So please come at 5 o'clock, come meet, come greet, come network, and let's start this conversation at 6 p.m. sharp. I look forward to seeing you there. Right now, we'll be home, is My people won't make me lose. If they score, we are slow. Go TV Super Plus in tea. We go watch all the Premier League matches. Come on, they finish. Official power! An exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades, this fair is your destination for all things housing. Encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors. Engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. The EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to Own. And sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough. Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual InfoSec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. Alphabet City. The ABC of Home Sweet Home, St. Gobain Weber, Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. <laughs> 
His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana, in 2016, pledged to ensure free senior high school education for every Ghanaian child. Under the leadership of the President and the Sector Minister, Honorable Dr. Yao Ose Enuchum, the first year enrollment has risen from 308,000 in 2016 to over 500,000 students being enrolled each year under the policy, making over 1.6 million children enrolled under the policy as of 2022. The Transformation Agenda Series on Education exposes you to the varied and various achievements of government in the area of education, delving into the policies, interventions, and infrastructure development that has occurred under the leadership of the president. Be my guest this and every Tuesday as we bring you documentaries from across the 16 regions of Ghana on Joy News between 6.30 p.m. and 7 o'clock p.m. Transformation Agenda Series on Education, Reimagining Education for National Development. Your favorite TV game show, Step Up, is back with another amazing season. This time, we are stepping up with Syntex Tank. Step up with Syntex Tank. We'll see contestants answer questions of your choice and win over 6,000 Ghana CDs cash prize weekly and other products from our sponsors. This season, viewers at home should watch out for the Syntex Tank question of the week. Be the first to answer correctly via WhatsApp or send SMS to 050-833-8888 and win incredible prizes. The person who answers most of the weekly questions correctly and fastest gets a 65-inch Samsung TV at the end of the season. Step up with Syntex Tan, showing on Joy Prime every Sunday, 7.30pm. Sponsored by Bell Eyes, MTN Momo, Angel Cola. Powered by Syntex Tan. Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. The 2023 EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an
Them get ice, but them know they see. Them get hot, but them know they feel. Some too they can't mind, but them know they think. That'll be why we all day inside a boat where we they sink. I say them get ice, but them know they see. Them get hot, but them know they feel. Some too they get mind, but them know they think. They know they see that ice cold heart. They know they feel not bad minds. All they know they think about that be why we all day inside the boat where we didn't sink. I say, myopia. They know they see not ice cold heart. They feel nonsense Bad minds on They know they think about you That be why we on day inside the boat Where we they sink In 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. China was badly affected and things were slow as many expats had left the country. Kwamna, in 2021, then decided to relocate to Ghana to push his business. While in Ghana and with the recipe now figured out, Kwamna thought it was a good time to introduce the baby cereal. Uh, I realized mothers were looking for something healthy, but then they had no option than to just pick what what was on the market. So I realized if we could bring something that is healthy, the parents were going to accept. So initially we just gave sample to people to try and they were like, how are we going to get this to buy? Where are we going to get it? But then we just made them aware that it's something that is in the pipeline. Whereas most baby foods on the market are chemically processed, Sanaba baby cereal is mechanically processed with natural ingredients.
from Home Food Processing and Packaging Enterprise on the Joy Business Van this Wednesday on TV, radio, online and on ground. The Joy Business Van is powered by Joy Business and supported by Echo Bank, the Pan-African Bank and MTN. What are we doing today? The 2023 EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an exhibition. It's the gateway to your dream home. Don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. We are bringing everything housing under one roof just for you. See you there. The EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats, Rent to Own, and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution, DBS, your roof experts. Virtual Infosec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. Alphabet City, the ABC of Home Sweet Home. St. Gobain Weber, Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover. Making the world a better home. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. This week on the Career Trail. Thanks for joining us on Focus on Africa. I'm Wahiga Mwaura. This is a covert operation on the hunt to catch a criminal. We've been here for nearly a week and this camp seems to grow every day. The nightmare of hyperinflation has haunted Zimbabwe for over 20 years now. Why is racism seemingly such a hard nut to crack for La Liga? I think they are the first to say that they, they, they have not done enough. Now to a new bill that could change the lives of African students in the United Kingdom, but not for the better. Well, joining me now in studio is Anita Nkonga, the BBC's youth reporter. I imagine there have been quite some reactions to that announcement by the UK government. Yes, a whole bunch of mixed reactions. For months, I've been investigating a form of blackmail that has become so prevalent in Nigeria that it's got its own name, Keto. How widespread would you say this blackmail phenomenon known as Keto is in Nigeria? Every week they get about 20 to 30 uh, reports of uh, cases of people saying that they uh, either were close to be blackmailed. 
The BBC's Umaru Fofana is in Freetown. Hardly would anybody have predicted that in our lifetime we would see it lying down like this. Climate change is here and it's telling us it is here. We have to change our ways or it is going to teach us a lot of lessons. The Adventure Living Water Expedition is a research expedition and also a swim to draw attention to the influx of textiles to Ghana, specifically secondhand clothing waste. What can the citizens themselves do to protect themselves? So look at how you can empower the health sector, education and agriculture and the water sector. It is not that Spain is a racist country, but that they acknowledge that there is a problem of education that must be dealt with. The BBC's Nyasha Michelle has been talking to the British actress and finding out more about the show. What would you say to those who are saying it's pushing a particular Afrocentrism narrative? Why, if there's a possibility that she might have been of biracial heritage, she can't be played by an actress of biracial heritage? From me and the rest of the Focus on Africa team, it's goodbye. I'm delighted to invite you to come and celebrate with us five years of promoting active citizenship and local philanthropy. When we set out in November 2018, our intention was to establish an organization for Ghanaians by Ghanaians to build the involvement of the citizenry in our development processes. We've learned a lot of lessons on the way uh, from 2018 when we didn't have the resources to fund the enormous dream that we had. Looking for it, building partnerships, and also learning new ways of engaging, especially with the COVID experience where we didn't have access to people and to premises to organize around. We are happy to say that over the five years, we've been able to do new things in new ways. We have been able to help to roll out such meaningful projects as Shift the Power, and also to engage on various issues, including women's education, women's engagement in development, and also national security and youth participation, especially in urban governance. We have worked with various entities, our partners, CSO partners, such as uh, the West African Civil Society Institute and other parties. We have worked with people we didn't work before, with, like uh, traditional authorities, queen mothers, various artisans associations, and smaller entities all over the country. We are delighted by what we have learned. We are excited by it because we are also promoting a culture of Ghanaians mobilizing to get resources to put their money where their mouths are. We are very optimistic that if Ghanaians recognize and understand their right to demand accountability, a lot more will go into governance, a more balanced approach to governance will be realized. 
So come along with us. Over the next three months, there'll be a number of activities, exciting things to do, reflections, and spaces for strategizing for the way forward. Come along with us, and thank you so much for your attention. In 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. China was badly affected and things were slow as many expats had left the country. Kwamna, in 2021, then decided to relocate to Ghana to push his business. While in Ghana and with the recipe now figured out, Kwamna thought it was a good time to introduce the baby cereal. Uh, I realized mothers were looking for something healthy, but then they had no option than to just pick what what was on the market. So I realized if we could bring something that is healthy, the parents were going to accept. So initially we just gave samples to people to try and they were like, how are we going to get this to buy? Where are we going to get it? But then we just made them aware like something that is in the pipeline. Whereas most baby foods on the market are chemically processed, Sanaba baby cereal is mechanically processed with natural ingredients. From Home Food Processing and Packaging Enterprise on the Joy Business Van this Wednesday on TV, radio, online and on ground. The Joy Business Van is powered by Joy Business and supported by EcoBank, the Pan-African Bank and MTN. What are we doing today? important it's the only way you get to know the things that happen around you what affects you today and the future at joy news we have reporters scattered around the country who tell us about the communities they live in the people and their stories the key part of our job here at joy news is to make clearer the muffled voices in every part of society we shine light on the issues. My name is Aisha Ibrahim, and this is Joy News. Independent, credible, and fearless.
say that since then, the building had not had any renovation of that sort. And so as of 2015, um, it got to deteriorating. So part of the roof started falling down. And so uh, we decided to work on. And so by God's grace, this is what we've been able to do. The exhibition is titled Unity in Diversity. And as diverse as we are, we have several ethnic groups with different cultural practices and ways of living. The museum seeks to promote who we are, bring us together as one, so that when someone comes in, the person will first understand who we are as Ghanaians, our heritage, our history, where we've come from and where we aspire to be in the nearest future. Welcome back. This is our very coverage of the 2024 budget, which is to be presented by the finance minister on behalf of the president of the Republic of Ghana. Of course, parliament, we were in parliament a while ago. They took a break. Uh, and, and now we understand the session of parliament, the sitting of today, the day that we'll hear what the budget is for 2024, the very details about this country's finances right from the 